sound People say a man is made out of mud A poor man's made out of muscle and blood Muscle and blood and skin and bones A mind that's weak and a back that's strong You load 16 tons What do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go I owe my soul to the company store I was born one morning when the sun didn't shine I picked up my shovel and I walked to the mine I loaded 16 tons a number nine coal And the straw boss said, well, to bless my soul You load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go I owe my soul to the company store I was born one morning, it was drizzling rain Fighting and trouble are my middle name I was raised in the cane break by an old mama line Can't no high-toned woman make me walk the line You load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go I owe my soul to the company store You see me coming better, step aside A lot of men didn't, a lot of men died One fist of iron, the other of steel If the right one don't get you, then the left one will You load 16 tons, what do you get? Another day older and deeper in debt St. Peter, don't you call me cause I can't go I owe to the company store we beat the Muppet Show feature we do and dancing girls guys with top hats a massive pool with synchronised swimmers in it I like that yeah girls in top hats jumping into the pool backwards Yeah, like a 50s stage show. A, a floor show, if you will. Floor show. A pool floor show. A pool floor show. But audio on the internet. 21st century podcast floor show. Well, to be fair, it's audio. Why do the listeners, why can't they just use their imagination yeah. to assume that's exactly what's happening? That should be our um, strap line. Yeah. If we ever do make a website. <laughs> Errand of Mercy, a 21st century audio floor show. Anyway, I'm I'm Simon. I'm Geraint. And this Th- is um, our Errand of Mercy. This is episode 01. We're recording this on the 14th of May 2012. Yep. You're probably yep. not listening to it on the 14th of May 2012, but that's all right. Because we're recording what, from a secret location. And what we talk about has relevance for all time, I would say. Hopefully. In fact, speaking of all time, Simon, I want to take us back to a simpler time, perhaps. Go on. Okay. Did you know that in 1879, yeah, something awesome was happening in Monmouth, South Wales? 
Where's Where's Monmouth, South Wales? Monmouth is a town on the borders of England and Wales. Okay, it's a very pretty little town, and there's a square there called Agincourt Square. Okay, good and good in, English name for a square. Yeah, for a square in Wales, definitely. Yeah. And in 1879, the people of Monmouth had received a newspaper from a man who was advertising for a potential wife. Yeah, he put out uh, the. The 19th century equivalent of what we would now call internet dating. Yeah, um, in the newspaper. In the newspaper. And um, someone in Monmouth had sent him a photograph of a famous actress and said, I want to marry you. Meet me in Agincourt Square, Monmouth. So are we, are we looking at the, the possibly the origin of trolling? Almost certainly. <laughs> it's essentially as if someone had posted a picture of Scarlett Johansson on, on I don't know what's a, what's a good I don't do internet dates. Um, Cupid, oh, I don't know. Uh, okay, Cupid, because we're both we're both far too like classically <laughs> yeah. attractive to need to use the internet to yeah, supplement I think, our I think, ability yeah, to date. Yeah, Okay, Cupid sounds like something that's probably either an insurance company or a dating site. Um, what's that terrible one with the advert where the guy plays the ukulele? Is that okay, Cupid? It doesn't matter. Anyway, so somebody's dot com. That that's one of them. That's yeah, the one they say. Duped a man with a picture of yeah. an eighteen hundreds version of Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, and he and he bought it hook, line, and sinker. Yeah. went to Monmouth. Right. Okay. And this is the kicker: the man turned up expecting to see his potential wife and stayed for three hours while being laughed at by a local crowd. <laughs> so a crowd had turned up. <laughs> Literally. Amazing. Ev- everyone in Monmouth was in on this. I think it says a lot about his um, his sense of integrity and justice yeah. that he stayed there for three hours. I like and... to think he was just pretending they were all laughing at someone else. <laughs> I you imagine know, that, oh, that he well, got there and he's like, oh, yes, I see. Fair cop. Well, yes, well I, shall, I shall say for some hours and enjoy your verbal battery, for I feel I deserve it. Yeah. I am a gentleman, and, I, sir, I know when I have been duped. <laughs> and you, sir, have duped me royally. So that's a simpler time, Simon. That's, that's a, a nice time. way to start our show. That just shows the timeless humour we deal with. Yeah. Things that were funny in 1879, still hilarious still, now. Still hilarious I just, now. I do, like, is there, I mean, has that happened recently that someone's like, oh, yeah, come meet me in, like, a big public square and, like, just a crowd of people have just stood there laughing at him? See, the problem is now that kind of thing's a lot less jaunty and entertaining. It's now, come with me and just I'll give you a dancing career and then you're, you're in a real-world version of Taken. But... Liam Neeson's not there to say. Liam Neeson's not your dad. No. So it's yeah. It's, no, that's we true. live in a darker that, age than we do, do. Live in a darker time. We do. We, we, we wouldn't take a train to Monmouth and just stand no. there for three hours expecting to be kidnapped at any moment. Well, Monmouth is well known now as the the Johannesburg of um, of Wales. It's got a bit of a reputation. Yeah, for for, for brutal kidnapping for brut- and murder. Brutal kidnap slash sex slavery sex slash murder. So, yeah, definitely. I want to see uh, like a, a Ross Kemp on gangs episode in Monmouth. What, just tracking down gangs? Tracking down Tricking Monmouth. men. Tricking Mon- men into coming to their town. With so they can laugh in their faces. 
<laughs> one of the oldest games in Britain, going since the 1870s. <laughs> the Cats of Monmouth. That's what they're called. <laughs> the Cats of Monmouth. Described as scurrilous rogues. That sums up our show pretty well. Because, you know, as, I, as the show's title says, this is an errand of mercy, and we're warning people not to fall for this age-old trick. Of putting up a picture of a famous actress in a newspaper saying that you want to marry people. We're, we're both mercifully saving our listeners from the same fate while mercifully providing them with an awesome way to prank people. Yeah. So, yeah, if you've got a mate who's a bit gullible, well, I guess prank. what we're saying is use a picture of Scarlett Johansson to sell him into sex slavery. <laughs> right on. What hell of what hell of a stag do? What happened to Dave? Oh, he's um, he's a Ukrainian prostitute now. He was kidnapped by cats. <laughs> the Hangover, the Hangover Three, which is like a crossover between the Hangover and Taken. That would be amazing. I want to see Zach what? Galifianakis and Liam Neeson sweeping a Eastern European coke den. And saving prostitutes. Can, can we not encourage Hollywood to create a Hangover 3? The Hangover be, 3. I'm, I'm pretty sure an area, our, our own mercy should be to avoid the world having to see Hangover 3. Well, no, because if it was that kind of movie, it would be all right. So if, if, someone, if people were getting murdered in it, it would be good. Yeah, if, if, if Zach Galifianakis was the wacky sidekick of Liam Neeson's character from Taken, it would be amazing. Please don't, don't pretend you don't want to see that movie. Kind of do want to see that you, movie. Do you want to see that movie? You've really sold it to me now. I was very down on that movie, but that does Because actually... let's face it, the only reason people went back to see the second one is to see what wacky hijinks Zach Galifianakis got up to in it. I didn't see either of them. You didn't see either of them? I've never seen either of the Hangover movies. That's really unfortunate. But But then you did think that Skrillex was a Photoshop of of, of Bono. Yeah, I mean, I I think, yeah, it's an example of how how, out of touch with modern reality I I, I am. Listen to um, episode 00 for that. It may be be referred to as episode 1 during the episode, but that was our, um, our pilot episode that we recorded to make sure that all the tech was working. There's some crazy tech going on there. There is some crazy tech. I, I don't understand how this works. I it's, just talk. He talks into what I believe you call the witching box. Yeah, I, I just what... talk into a box of light and then out at the other end comes awesome sounds. And the voice of a very attractive man. Me, yeah. No, that's me. I'm the, <laughs> no, I'm referring to my. I, I guess. I guess you can be attractive too. That's fine. Two, two stunningly attractive men that you can't see. You will never have to verify that because it's a podcast, so <laughs> yeah, it's fine. It's great. I have. I have some some things All right. um, that I wanted to bring to the the metaphorical internet table. The, this table we're the, discussing at, yeah. The round table. The, which the cyber we, table. The cyber round table. Yeah. I wanted to talk about um, quarter life crises. Crisi. Everyone's having it. It's the new. It's the new midlife crisis. Simon. It's quarter life crisis because quarter life crisis. Uh, what is it? Fifty is the new twenty, which means that twenty must be the new fifty. So, yeah. so basically, I'm going to have to buy a convertible. That's the way it works. Yeah, um, I'm thinking about buying a motorbike. Definitely. My quarter life crisis started when I moved into. I moved into a new house recently, yeah. um, and. As I was moving my stuff in, uh, there's a, there's a young boy who lives next door, um, who I won't name. Yeah. Let's just call him Patrick. Patrick, okay. Obviously, after Patrick Stewart. 
<laughs> it's a tiny bald headed boy. <laughs> I want you to imagine that yeah. during this image, um, yeah. the, the child will be played by a tiny Patrick Stewart. Okay, yeah, and, that's um, what I'm picturing, definitely. So I'm unpacking my things into the car, mm. out of the car even, into my house, and he's um, he's looking, he's watching me curiously as I'm unpacking my stuff. And I um, I used to work for Games Workshop, and I figured, like this is this is his turf. So yeah. I'm, I'm essentially invading it. He's like about eleven or twelve, so he's he's got a vague idea of how the world works. Do you remember? Did you offer a, a boy who'd never met you toys? No, I didn't. No, no, that's not <laughs> what happened. So I just went over and I went and shook his hand and said hello. Right. And, okay. said, and he asked me if I was the new guy moving in, and I said yeah. I was. He appeared to appear less confused about what I was doing, so I went back to what I was doing, and. I noticed that as I unpacked my car, he had edged gradually closer. And by the time I'd almost finished, he was he was now basically stood next to my car, peering into the boot with a mixture of confusion and wonder. That's uh, right. the only way I can... Because I, I figured he's a 12-year-old kid, uh, and as I learned from the Daily Mail, he probably wants to rob my shit. So but Yeah, I mean, like, he's probably on drugs. I yeah, he's probably on loads of drugs. So as I was pushing my keys between the knuckles of my fingers to yeah. defend myself, if he had a knife or indeed a gun um, yeah. on his person, he looked at me with a confused look on his face and said, do you have a son? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that, boy. Yeah, that. So so the effect on that, I felt like the Nazi from um, from Indiana Jones and Raiders of the Lost, not Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> you, you started melting. Yeah. No, no, it was like in um, in um, The Last Crusade where he drinks oh, yeah. from the wrong chalice and then ages really quickly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, okay. Like. That, that Nazi. I mean, to be fair, there are a lot of yeah. Nazis. I in should Indiana have been Jones. more specific then. <laughs> yeah. Just the Nazi that dies in Indiana Jones. Uh, yeah. So that was that was the first the first emotional sucker punch that this child um, unknowingly hit me with. Yeah. And I I informed him that I didn't because you know I'm 23, yeah. a bit young to be having kids. And then he said. Uh, he followed that up with, why do you have so many toys then? It's a good question. It's a good question. It's a good que- <laughs> <laughs> See, you sound like just like my dad. <laughs> That's a very valid question, Simon. It's a new 20. So. I informed him that they, they, weren't, they weren't toys. They were collectible figures. And yeah. I do also at the moment have a rather large amount of Nerf guns which I'm converting for costume props. So it's not yeah. just like I want a bunch of Nerf guns, although that is a cheeky bonus. Um, so, yeah, it was quite... It was it was terrifying, basically. I had to have, go inside and have a sit down and think about my life. Um, yeah, seriously, reconsider your life. Reconsider that. the fact that I have a lot of toys, essentially. Uh, I have too, too many toys. And then another thing happened. I've been playing the new Legend of Zelda recently with a friend of mine. I was playing it, and there's some pretty cool new mechanics in it. I'm not going to bore you with the details, but essentially I said, this isn't your daddy's Legend of Zelda. She told me that that was totally a viable thing. Zelda, Legend of Zelda is now spanned across two generations. Yeah. And there will be kids playing it now who would never have played the Ocarina of Time. I mean, to be fair, like, I mean, the advert for The Legend of Zelda does have Robin oh, Williams shit, teaching does, his it? daughter... How to play Zelda. Teaching his daughter Zelda how to play Zelda. Yeah. 
Did you know that? Yeah, I did know that. I did know yeah. that he was a massive dork. Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I, I, I this weekend had my own quarter life crisis. Um, I mean, I put it down to a number of factors. I had kind of a crappy week at work. It wasn't the best week. So I was kind of like already down on my kind of like, oh, what am I doing with my life? And then um, on Saturday evening... Did uh, the dad from Twisted Sister come and scream in your face? What are you going to do with your life? I don't even know what that means. Have you not seen the Twisted Sister video? Simon has paused the recording and shown me the video to Twisted Sister's We're Not Gonna Take It, which I had actually seen before due to the fact it's the video to We're Not Gonna Take It. That's why I was really surprised. I guess you just (laughs) hadn't seen the very beginning bit. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, I, I'd never seen that before. But as soon as he started singing, we're not going to take it. I was like, oh, right, that's what this band is. Yeah, keep on keep on trying to save your cool points. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, save my 90... I know, I, of course I know what this is. I'm, I'm very, very cool. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, like I was already kind of like a bit down. It was the weekend. I was like, oh, I'm going to go to work. I'm on the... And then so on Saturday evening, I started watching Lord of the Rings um, because Fellowship of the Ring was on. Um, and while I was watching it, I checked. I was like, oh, when did this film come out? 2001. Which is over 10 years ago. It was a, yeah, the, that film came out like 10 and a half years ago. That's I, when I really was 12. <laughs> when you were 12? Yeah, of course. It was It was ages ago. So Ages ago. And I was like... Because I was watching it, and you know there was all the lines. I was like, "This like defined this is like, this film essentially defined my generation." Yeah, like basically, because like they made the whole like, "Oh, we're not going to, you can't walk into Mordor, yeah, you shall not pass, yeah, all, all the rest of it." Stuff. And I was like, "Shit, this is the film that defined my generation," because my generation is now so old. <laughs> yeah, we we have a we have a generational definition. And yeah, I was just like, and I think at that point, I was just hit with this sudden realisation that I wanted to go back in time to about 1995 and be a teenager then. But but why then? 1995 was rubbish. Essentially um, because I wanted to be in Empire Records. Oh, I see. See, I... <laughs> yeah. see that makes sense. Like, once when you say was, that... When was Clerks made? I'd be a teenager in Clerks. Right, yeah, I imagine, like, because that was 1995, I imagine it's 1994. Like, it see, there we go. Yeah, and they are basically the same. The yeah, same, they, they uh, all wear the same kind of clothes. We'd listen yeah. to songs by Nirvana, I guess, yeah. and wear plaid. Yeah, not wear that plaid. I, not that I'm not already wearing plaid almost constantly, but, you know, that'd be cool. <laughs> and be vaguely despondent about life and wait around for the internet to start up so we could start live journals. Yeah. Jeez. So yeah, quarter life crisis. Yeah. So what, what entirely you... unrelated, I'm sure to the fact we've just started our, our podcast after kind of like doing a radio show when we were young and in university. Yeah. At university. And now we both have full time jobs. Yeah. I'm sure the two things, Totally, totally yeah so this this definitely isn't the product of of massive of massive insecurity no no way and, and no, no way, way is it a depressing thing there's no way that this podcast our our motorbike or convertible car we're not trying to recapture the glory days at all i don't think we are 
<laughs> this is not our Triumph Spitfire. Jesus, I need a drink. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know that I need a drink constantly, all the time. It's like like the Hulk in the Avengers. You know that you know the secret doctor. Yeah. I'm desperate for a drink all the yeah. time. I'm just far more sober than I have any reason to be all the time. What do you think defines our generation then, apart from Lord of the Rings? Well, I'm you know, I've I've always been very clear that essentially the generation we're in, the thing that jet separates our generation from like the current generation of kids is that we remember when the internet came on free CDs from AOL yeah. and you got on it via Netscape Navigator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And as, and as soon as the internet stopped being available only on free CDs, that's, <laughs> that's when, when it all went to hell. Started. Back that's when f- people invented 4chan and Reddit. And the world, the world as we knew it, started to decline i think it's yes. in the bible in it somewhere isn't yeah it? yeah there there's a whole wars thing. and war- rumors of wars and lo the tub girl cometh yeah and it says in the book of revelations the lord spake unto you you shall take the internet only from free cds <laughs> and if you if you're able to pay for the internet in any way that is the mark of the beast so knowing that the internet used to come on free CDs defines our generation, that and Lord of the Rings, what yeah. else? Yeah, essentially, because no, I think that was the point. When Lord of the Rings came out, that was the point. The internet started to be available on other things. Because yeah. I, I remember the last free AOL CD I had actually came with a Lord of the Rings screensaver. I never got. I never got another one after that. So that was it. Because that was was when that was done. Yeah, that's when our age ended. That's when we stopped being innocent. So you're saying that Gandalf took our innocence? Yes. Like so many hobbits. Yeah, just in exactly the same way he revealed the true darkness of the world to Frodo Baggins. (laughs) Same thing happened to us. Well, yeah, basically a harbinger of, of the darkness. So that's, of course, a life crisis. I've got a story, essentially, because it involves me coming back from work, like sums up the point of my life I'm in. It's a a fairly long story, but I think you'll enjoy it. Feel free to interrupt me at any time, Simon. I will. Um, Essentially, the other day I was coming back from work and for some reason my office is incredibly hot, like absurdly hot. Um, and it was quite a warm day anyway. So I kind of went to town. I did some stuff. And like, because I was so hot, I was like, you know what? I'm going to go to um, Starbucks and I'm going to get a, a mocha frappuccino. I took like, cool me down and get some energy in me. A mocha frappuccino? Yeah, I, I have my two Starbucks drinks. One of them's mocha frappuccino and the other's a caramel macchiato. Wow. You, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Essentially, I've had to stop going to my regular Starbucks now. And like this was the straw that broke the camel's back because like a few like months ago they started doing the thing where they like write your name on the cup. Okay. And there's like this guy at the Starbucks I usually go to. He always asks me, and I'm like, no, I don't want to do my name because like my name's kind of confusing to English people. Okay, yeah, yeah. But That's he why does we it all call every you G. time. Yeah, he does it every time. And every time I say I go, all right, it's, it's Gary. And seriously, every time he goes, oh, that's a really cool name. And kind of like he's coming on to me way. Oh, I see. Uh, this time I did it. And he like reached over and stroked my hand. 
Wow. Yeah. Well, you, you... Like that's crossing a line. Like, that's definitely like that. Like... like, I mean, before it was, I mean, I can take a compliment, right? Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Clearly not interested in, in this dude or really any dudes. So and... you're, you're not gay, right? No. I no. mean, I might possibly do George Clooney for that. That's really that's a different. That's a whole yeah. different. Ball yeah, game. exactly. I mean, that's like the straightest thing you can do. Um, but so, and this guy, all right, he fancies, but that's kind of nice. It's like, you yeah. Know, but it just like stroked my hand. There was like the female, he takes the orders and like the female barista, she's the one who makes the stuff. And she just stared. Did that guy just do that? Yeah, did that and actually like, happen to And like, I looked into her eyes, just like, yes, that what you just saw just happened. Essentially, I've had to stop going to my favourite Starbucks. Because a guy, because, a guy came on to you? Because, no, not because he came on to me, but because he was a sleaze. If a dude had done that to a girl with that, that oh, would not be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd like, that's it. Jo- yeah. Job over. He violated me, essentially. Yeah, if you were a chick, that would have been game over. You could have reported him and he's out of the job. That's it. I mean, I probably could have done that anyway, but I was just so freaked out. I just, you know, I got my mocker and I got the hell out of Dodge. I don't think you would have had a case, though, because you're a guy. Really? I genuinely don't think that people would be like, well, just fucking deal with it. He just likes you. He was just, yeah, he's know, just a physically but... friendly person. Oh, shit. Would it be like, yeah, he's just like, he was just trying to shake your hand or something. No, no, no. I think they'd know what's going down, but I think they'd assume you'd. There's this assumption that. that What? That I'd led him on. Or. Like, my whole thing about not giving him my name and giving him my name was I flirting with him accidentally? I think also possibly called out as some kind of homophobe as well. Like, people would assume that. What's what's your problem with the guy touching your hand? Were you a homophobe or something? Yeah. You might. I mean, essentially, be... I, I don't want to address that if that issue, so I'm just going to a different yeah. Starbucks now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because, yeah, like, I mean, it's in Piccadilly Gardens, and there are like five Starbucks in Piccadilly yeah, Gardens, all over so. the place. Yeah. yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't name directly the the actual Starbucks that it happened in. That's true. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's one of the ones near Piccadilly Gardens <laughs> yeah. is definitely vague enough. Yeah, it, it's it's a Starbucks in the centre of Manchester. Right? Yeah. yeah, that's crazy, man. But <laughs> um, on but... the other hand, if you were a a girl and he did that to you that would be job over yeah um, i think that maybe you might have a bit more trouble oh, but shit, if a girl had done that if, to me yeah if he I was a chick be, if yeah if it would be the female barista the one who was like did that just seriously happen yeah. and i was like yes but only with her eyes i would have been uh, you would have gone there more often yeah damn maybe yeah. i am a homophobe uh, maybe you are because that's weird because I would, I would go there more often. Yeah, no, definitely. I would carry on going there, and I'm, I'm definitely straight. I think it would be interesting to see what happens. Yeah, I think I might start going back to the Starbucks. Yeah, you should go back to that Starbucks, man. We should yeah. keep, we should keep tabs on that. I think you owe it to the podcast. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'll this keep, should I'll be a recurring that. feature. Yeah. G's misadventures with a possibly homosexual barista. Anyway, so like I've left the Starbucks at this point, and I'm walking yeah. down the road. So that's not that's not the entire anecdote. No, 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 no the gets... story carries on from okay, there. Okay, cool. So I'm I'm like heading down the road, so I'm heading towards my bus, and I'm walking down Portland Street, and in front, I'm I'm like sort of sipping my mocha through a straw, and in think, front of me, on, I've, I've I've just had an idea. That's a yeah. pretty gay drink, dude. <laughs> Shit. Maybe he's making some assumptions. It's it's a t- it's a delicious. It was a hot day. Okay. I'm gonna get a frappuccino. Like, uh, is there yeah, a frappuccinos? The frappuccinos straight as a dime. Big, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Big, big sexy Greek men drink them. That's fine. Yeah, exactly. It's the straightest drink you can have. Um, Basically. 
and it was, you know, it had coffee in it. That's yeah. a manly thing. That's a man drink. Yeah. Don Draper drinks coffee and whiskey. Yeah, exactly. And, and nothing else. So yeah, I was walking down the street drinking my marker. And in front of me, like walking kind of up the pavement in the other direction, I see John Richardson. Um, oh, com- oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, comedian yeah. and broadcaster. Broadcaster on Radio 6 Music. Not anymore, I don't think. Oh, he used to be. I think he, he just does panel shows. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's moved up. He's graduated from BBC 6 Music Radio DJ to panel show personality. I see him and I'm, oh, should I say anything? Because that's like, but I'm like, he's not that famous. It'd probably be nice that someone recognises him. But. I literally don't know how this happened. Instead of speaking to him, I actually just sort of spat some of my frappuccino, like, at him. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) You're going to become a bit. That's You're going to become a John Richardson comedy bit. Again, it was like there was a lot of wordless conversation on this day. We both sort of just looked at each other, and he just carried on walking. And I was like, shit. I just spat coffee all over a a guy I'm kind of a fan of. Yeah, I hope that he got the message that... Did you look shocked and... Yeah, yeah. because I didn't know what... I literally don't know, like, what I... How I managed to do that. Essentially, I did swallow before trying to speak it. Yeah, that's good. You didn't just try and speak to him with a mouthful of coffee and it all just kind of rushed like a a frozen, embarrassing waterfall down your chin. exactly what I did, yeah. That's just, you saw John Richardson and went, <laughs> until the coffee fell out of your mouth. Yeah, um, it's the effect of celebrities, man. Yeah, so that's what I do. I just spit drinks at celebrities. So um, I walk along and I finish my frappuccino and I'm like, well, I've just ruined my day. <laughs> and I get on the bus. We're going down Upper Brook Street and there's just this crash at the back, like glass smashing. Yeah. And, I mean, I don't know if this guy was homeless. He definitely looked like, you know, he was a vagrant, I guess. Yeah. Him, right. A vagabond, he, if you will. Yeah. A knight of the road um, <laughs> who had just dropped an entire bag full of bottles of beer onto the floor. And like, I guess most or all of them had smashed. Yeah. So there's this really strong smell of beer and there's just like beer going along the floor. The bus driver kind of get, tries to go along for a couple of stops, and then he, like, pulls over. I don't know how they'd, like, arranged this so quickly. There was, like, another bus, and he was like, can everyone kind of get off this bus and get on a new, like, non-beer-covered bus? Yeah. I was pretty impressed at their ability to get that done, like, in five minutes or something. It was kind yeah. of crazy. But this guy who dropped the beer is just, like, sat there and, like, not moving He's like playing it cool, like, oh no, nothing's happened. Yeah, I don't need to get off. I don't There was this other guy who looked exactly like me who yeah. dropped all his beer. So like the bus driver and this other guy from I guess the other bus get on and they're like, I'm sort of getting off the bus at this point, and they kinda of get through and they're like, Guy, you you dude, you need to get off the bus and like probably like not get on the other one. And the dude's like, Oh no, well he's not like really making words. So they pick him up and he just pisses himself. My God. And I don't mean like, I mean, I imagine as kids, we've been on a, on the bus with like a kid who's pissed himself and it's yeah. just like a, tr- like a slowly spreading like area of damp or something. Yeah. He's 
fully just like letting it go like a, like a full-on indignant adult yeah. stream of piss it was basically and, and like obviously these guys just like like whoa everyone's getting off the bus way quick i mean it's like it's his like squidding <laughs> he's this is his escape mechanism he's, <laughs> And like, and then I then I get it. I didn't like. I was far enough away. I didn't get any beer or piss on me, which yeah. I was quite happy about. I might have spit coffee at someone, but I didn't get any calm or piss on me in yeah. return. Yeah. You know, yeah. he was going for it. This guy as well. Yeah. And yeah, that was a day, and I feel it's like indicative of my life. That's crazy. You live in a crazy world. <laughs> So Gay Barista came on to you because of your gay choice of drink. Possibly. Possibly. Possibly that. that I don't does, know. I'd not considered that angle, but yeah, no, almost certainly. I don't want to mark certain types of coffee as a gay drink, but if, if I was going to label any one kind of coffee, a mocha frappuccino, is that what it was? That was that's what I was drinking. Yeah, no, no mocha cream. frappuccino. No cream, because, you know, you're watching, you're watching your weight. <laughs> Fuck off. Well, you're not a bear. So, you know, get yourself, get yourself free for the boys. Fuck you, dude. So, so gay barista comes on to you, you spit coffee on John Richardson and then narrowly avoid being pissed all over by a homeless man. Yeah. That's, yeah. Hey, check out my life. Check out my life. Check out this crazy life I live in check Manchester. Out my awesome life. I that nothing like that happens to me <laughs> on my way home from work. I kind of walk through an industrial estate, cool. and yeah, that's that's. I sometimes I see cars. Uh, there's a a building on the way to work called Scimitar House, which right. is a lot more kind of grandiose and coolly named than it actually is. It's like some insurance firm, yeah, with sad people in it typing. Uh, yeah, definitely not as awesome. As my no, mom. not as awesome as Simmons' house. That's a pretty eventful journey home, though. Yeah, I mean, I I would be lying if I said all my journeys home were as eventful as that one. But that but, was uh, that was a a but, confluence of, of yeah, it was a confluence events. of things happening in my life. Essentially, I I still reckon you need to go back to this this coffee shop and right. and see what happens with the with the gay barista. We should come back to that every every week. <laughs> Every, every week okay. an update next time i'm in town I'll, I'll go to the coffee shop see if he still works there what are you gonna do if you get his number what if he writes your name and his number on the uh on the coffee cup i think time? yeah i mean that could happen that's totally because the guy's touched you man <laughs> That's a big it wasn't step. Like, you don't it just was touch like, somebody. It was like a tender stroke of my hand as well wow. as I went to give him like a five pound note. That's some crazy stuff. Because it really annoys me the way they like, oh, can I have your name? And it's like, no. But no, they, he's, he's kind of quite insistent about it every time. I'm just like, fine. What, with what? you? Or yeah. Is it, is it with other people? I don't know whether it's with other people that's because like, I'm not I've, other that's people. That's never happened to me in the Starbucks, man. I'm going to be honest with you. Well, they never ask for your name. They never ask for my name. Well, no, that's like a kind of every Starbucks you go into. And if you take out the coffee, they ask for your name and write it on the coffee. They just shout it out. 
Yeah, and then they shout out your name afterwards. Oh, no, they. Oh, okay, fine. That's never yeah. happened to me. Maybe that's just a Manchester thing, or maybe that's just a baristas who fancy you thing. Maybe you've just got a look. Well, I went to an, I, because I've been, I have to go to the Elvis Starbucks now. Um, I went there and like this, the, the the woman behind the counter was like, "What's your name?" Oh, okay. And I was like, oh, "It's not worth. Just just don't put my name on." And she actually wrote on my cup. No name. No, just don't. You will like join us or be branded. No yeah. name. Yeah. Starbucks has decided one that I need to bone this barista, and two that I don't exist. Yeah, but then gay guys in Manchester pretty ballsy. Like I've had, I've yeah, had I situations. Mean, they 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 know what they want, and they will they will gently well, caress I mean, it while it's handing them a five pound note. I mean, you know, all power to him, I guess. Exactly. They're, they're I wish here. I had that kind of balls. Really. They're here, they're queer, get used to it. I legitimately wish I, I had the balls to just molest people. <laughs> yeah, I think work. touching is crossing a line. Yeah. Like maybe handing you a phone number, trying to chat you up, that's cool. But gently caressing. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. I think that's it. Like, yeah, if he'd, if, he, if he'd written my number, his number on my cup, I probably would have been cool with that because that's like, yeah, you know, I I can choose then where I go yeah. with. So yeah, you need to go back there. We need to follow this down the rabbit hole. I want right. to hear more about this crazy thing that's <laughs> happening. This this powerful crazy thing. I'm not sure what it is. It's kind of scary, but you know, maybe it's love. I hope not. I I hope it is, G, because I think you deserve a good man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Simon, do you have anything good to bring to the table? Oh, well, like, obviously I don't have that kind of look that makes guys want to touch me. You tried to stay away from pop music, don't you? I think I, we... I wouldn't say it's a deliberate choice. I just But feel, it just kind of happens. Yeah, I feel my lifestyle choices mean I don't know anything about pop music. Yeah, I, I listen to Radio 1 a lot. I tend to try and dip into that kind of thing from time to time just to just to keep up on what's going on in the world so I know when to start stockpiling canned food. because It's the time now. I, I don't think quite yet we're going to have a uh, weekly feature called Terrible Music for Shit People, which is just going to be pop songs I've heard. Because a lot of pop stars you'll be singing along to and then you'll realise what you're singing and it makes you quite sad and angry. In this vein, there's a band called 303, and that's three, the number three, and yeah. then the letter O, O-H, exclamation mark, and then the number three again. I mean, is that supposed to be like a word in text speak? Is I don't like, know. yo hey. But they is are it, is like... it Yahweh? Are they <laughs> named after God? <laughs> are they, are they uh, named after the Abrahamic concept of God? I don't know. Right, um, okay. I, I doubt it though, <laughs> judging by their lyrics. So I, I got you to have a listen to this song yeah. before. Yeah, before um, I, because obviously I, I wasn't aware of this song. Yeah. Simon kind of sent me a link and I listened to a bit of the song. Yeah. Yeah. There's two guys, um, yeah. two quite wet, weedy looking guys. One of them's definitely more weedy looking. Yeah. The other's yeah. like an average looking guy. Yeah, average, one, yeah. average. There's like an weedy. average guy and a weedy guy. And the song is called Don't Trust Me. 
which is good advice from these young gentlemen. It also includes a lyric which is a bit of a bone of contention between yeah, them. Yeah, tell the people the lyric, sorry. Uh, so the lyric is, tell your boyfriend if he says he's got beef that I'm a vegetarian and I'm not fucking scared of him. I like Simon hates that. I think that is legitimately one of the best lyrics ever written. I think it's, but like, just it, it's just so it's so stupid. It's it's awesome. It's if really your like kind got of... beef. Tell him I'm a vegetarian. What's it? And I, I'm I, not fucking scared of scared him. Of, that's beautiful. But that's... it's it's one of those it's simultaneously kind of making a point about how tough somebody is and flaunting their alternative lifestyle which are two but, things that i hate no, it, doing no it's not it's making yeah, it is. a joke about the phrase you've got beef have you got beef with me have i got so beef I'm a vegetarian it, i think it's a deliberately lame comeback simon but but no because you can't you can't use that because being deliberately lame is stupid because then, like, you can just be shit for the rest of your life and then pretend it's an intentional joke, even though you're just shit. Well, that, that's prob- that's basically my life plan, yeah. <laughs> but you're not you're not as shit as these guys. <laughs> I don't know. They're, they're apparently world-famous pop stars, apparently, whereas they, I'm not. They get a lot of play on, on Radio 1, this song. I think they might be a bit of a one-hit wonder. I'll have to do a bit more research Still. on that. I mean, they like even one hit wonders get to buy kind of fairly nice houses. That's got, true, yeah. 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 I mean, they're, I mean where, where are they from? Are they British? Or? Uh, I don't think they're British. Let's wiki them. They are they're... an American electro pop duo from Boulder, Colorado. All right. So they'll probably buy a nice, like, house in the suburbs of Boulder, Colorado. They've, they've gained further recognition by featuring Kesha on the song My First Kish. Uh, which was made the lead single for the album Streets of Gold. The album later peaked. So I, I, I do know of Kesha. Is she yeah. the one with the dollar sign in her name? Yes, she is. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, I, I, I know of her. Friend of the show, obviously. No, no, we, we don't <laughs> really, like her. really not. Really not. Yeah, don't like them. Yahweh, on the other hand. Yahweh. Down uh, with Yahweh. I, I think these guys, Yahweh, as, as I'm assuming their band is called. <laughs> They're called, apparently it's pronounced 303. Oh. Not Yahweh, unfortunately. <laughs> I'm not sure where you got that from. But <laughs> I was like, if the breeze pronounced a bit like an E, it's like E-yo, Yahweh. Yahweh. Yeah, I Yahweh, guess so. Yahweh, yeah, you see? Yeah, they're not called Yahweh. <laughs> okay. But I think we should call them Yahweh, just like... Right, from um, now on. In the pilot episode, I insisted on calling Justin Bieber Justin Bieber. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, this is the point I want to raise. Okay, like in, in the pilot, which I'm sure our listeners will listen to after they've heard our first episode. Yeah, this it'll, one. Be, it'll be going up probably a couple of days after episode one, just so that episode one gets some time to yeah. itself. Breathe. Breathe. <laughs> so that, you know, our mums can download it. And hear us swearing. And hear us swearing and feel <laughs> vaguely disappointed but still impressed by the eloquence of our speech. Hopefully. You are, you are, you are damn eloquent, Simon, I have to say. <laughs> I was kind of more talking about you. Well, you're you're eloquent enough to accidentally seduce baristas. <laughs> so, you know. What can I say, Simon? I'm just post gay. What were you gonna, what was it you wanted to say? I can't. I, I think so I was just going to make fun of the fact that you you said you didn't mind Justin Bieber. Well, I don't. But That's apparently, like... you're not cool with the line. 
if your boyfriend's got beef with me, tell him I'm a vegetarian. I don't. I'm not. I'm not fucking, fucking scared, scared of him. It's a good line. The, I want to give you some excerpts of Libet's uh, other lyrics of this song. Uh, okay. wanna... that, that's basically the only lyric yeah. I know from okay. this song. Let's have a look what we got here. I mean, I think it's all going to be disappointing from now on. But, it is. I don't think it will beat that high point. X's on the back of your hands. Wash them in the bathroom to drink like the bands. Well, don't you get that? That's it's, Yeah, it's a straight edge joke, isn't it? Well, no. I mean, the whole thing about straight... Like, in America, basically, if you go into a gig and you're under the age of 21, they draw an X on your hand okay. so you can't buy stuff at the bar. There you go. Um, so straight edge people draw from on themselves even when they can get stuff because uh, they're... Okay. That's um, just showing your ignorance there, Simon. Well, I don't know about... <laughs> to be fair, how the fuck do I know? <laughs> yeah, how do you know that? Is it because you, you go to American gigs to seduce underage girls? That's what it is. It's probably what it is. They're, they're, they, they could be with the age, between the ages of 18 and 21, so that's fine. Yeah, okay. I mean, it's a bit sleazy, but it's all right. It's a little bit sleazy, going to gigs to... Uh, <laughs> yeah, travelling to another country to seduce people two, two years and younger than me. That's kind of crazy. I'm not suggesting you do that, although you probably definitely do that. And the set list you stole off the stage has red and purple lipstick all over the page. Bruises cover your arms, shaking in the fingers with a bottle in your palm. And the best is no one knows who you are, just another girl alone at the bar. Yeah, I don't get what's going on there. I get the so feeling... she she's stolen the set list from the stage because she's a big yeah. fan of Yahweh. Yeah. Have they then beaten her up? I, I, she's got bruises that cover her arms, maybe yeah. because she's not hardcore enough for their super hardcore pits. That this electro punk pop band. There's inside. nothing punk about this band. So. Nothing punk. It's fine. They'll probably oh. say it. They're slightly punk. Probably post punk. Post gay, um, post punk. Yeah. Post gay, post punk. That's probably what it is. I don't. So, know no, I don't know what's going who on. This girl is supposed to be. But um, it seems like she's the protagonist of this story. Uh, but I'm not I think, so sure. I think she's the one who's got the boyfriend who's got beef. Yeah. The the chorus is, she wants to touch me, whoa. She wants to love me, whoa. She'll never leave me, whoa, whoa, oh, oh, oh. Don't trust that, her, never trust her, won't trust her, won't trust me. If you change that to, to a male lyric, that could be about my barista. <laughs> <laughs> it could yeah don't trust him i wouldn't trust him <laughs> he's touched me and he wants, wants to love me. you Does and he? he'll probably never leave you but don't trust him never trust him i wouldn't trust him and he probably wouldn't <laughs> i feel me. we're really disparaging this guy now i feel kind of bad about yeah, it yeah he's probably all right like this this barista guy probably all right this is a girl that like she's i guess she's a fan but i they, think that's yeah they appear to think that she's a bit a bit of a loser you know, she's, she's yeah. Crazy. I can't work out whether they're really into her or really not because, yeah. like, at the, so at one point they're saying not to trust this girl, yeah. and that basically she's kind of following them around and being a bit weird and like stealing yeah. their stuff. But at the same time, they're like having a go at her boyfriend. Yeah. So, um, uh, so this this kind of weirdly push me, pull me, teenage boy playing kiss chase theme continues throughout this pop song until we reach the um bridge where we're treated to the the repeated lyrics shush girl shut your lips do the helen keller and talk with your hips all right uh, so what i don't know that's 
kind of misogynistic, isn't it? Yeah. That's like, pretty misogynistic, guys. I, I don't really understand what Helen Keller's got to do with anything either. Helen Keller? Like, be a, be a blind woman. Be a blind woman and, like, argue for women's suffrage. Didn't she... Could she talk? I Did, I she... think she could talk, but I don't think she could, like, see or hear. I think that was her deal. Okay. She so couldn't she... see or hear, but she could talk and, like, write. Yeah. So what does that but... mean? What does... What does right? Okay, so so read read the lyric again about Helen Keller. Shush, girl, shut your lips. Do the Helen Keller and talk with your hips. Did was Did Helen Keller well famous known for, for talking with it? It's like, no. I'd see that they're trying to be clever. I guess it's but... like essentially they know what they know who Helen Keller is. It should but be assume that she girl, spoke through dance. Yeah, shush, girl, shut your lips. We know who Helen Keller is now. Talk <laughs> with your hips. That would that would make sense, and it kind of scans. Yeah, shush, girl, shut your lips. We know who Helen Keller is. We didn't fail history. Yeah, shush, girl, shut your lips. Be like the Bronte sisters and talk with your hips. Just, just... <laughs> Chuck any any kind of famous old timey female shush girl. Shut your lips. We'll piss off the suffragettes. Now talk with your hips. Like literally anything. Doesn't really matter. It makes the same amount of sense. I don't understand. So the kind of the feeling. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I think my, my sense from this song is essentially it starts out very strongly with the lyric about vegetarianism and really goes downhill from there. The, but the, the feeling I'm getting here is so these guys appear to I'm, I'm assuming they're not gay. That might not be a fair assumption. It doesn't say that they're famous for their stance on homosexuality. So I'm going to assume that they're um Right, so they're, so, right, straight. Okay, they're, they're straight. We're, they're we're assuming statistically straight, straight bros. Right, yeah. Who who we're assuming like the ladies, and they have a female fan who's come to their gig, yeah. but she's not hardcore enough for their gig. She's got bruises all over her arms, and yeah. But on the other other hand, she does wash off the ex, so she yeah. can get drunk with them. Yeah, and she's stealing the set list off the stage, but no a... one knows who she is. She's just another girl alone in the bar. So, I it's it feels kind of like it's written about one of their female fans, but also like it's written about a girl who rejected one of them before they were famous. And now she's come to their gig and they're like, oh, check it out. You're just, just another girl alone at the bar and we're already famous. <laughs> yeah, you suck. Yeah, all you women suck. suck, like women, Helen Keller. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All, all women suck just like Helen Keller. <laughs> yeah. Like, because this one girl rejected me when I was a, when I was a, a teenage nerdy boy, because they almost definitely were, because they're an electro-pop band. All women, therefore, must be evil because this one woman didn't like me. It's got nothing to do with me being a hateful person. No, I'm, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that song. So yeah, join us next week for a deep contextual reading of the latest Justin Bieber hit. Uh, this, yeah, yeah, I, I would. I'll have to look into that. We should, yeah, we should do Bieber next week. But yeah, that's <laughs> um, that's three o three, three o three. You're on watch. 
we're watching you, Yahweh. Yeah, yeah, Yahweh, we're watching you. And don't think that Jessie J's got away as well. I'm still waiting for her to um, to be in a serious relationship with a woman. <laughs> right, yeah. And, and, like, we mean serious. Like, yeah. I mean, not, like, she doesn't have to get married to this woman, no. but they have to go out on, like, a couple of dates. Yeah, I want to see you, like, like, smiling together on the cover of Hello. Yeah, I, I want you to buy dinner for another woman, Jessie yeah. J. Yeah, possibly go out to a movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. I'm not saying you're going to have to scissor or anything. Just, just you know, pursue a serious relationship with another yeah. woman. Otherwise, I'm calling you out on celebrity bullshit. Um, okay. I feel we need to address before we go our conspiracy theory of the week. Oh yeah, we need conspiracy theory of the week. So um, last last time it was this man who it was. It, it was Bob Hoskins invading our dreams, which which is which was a great one because it was kind of a mind virus and also a conspiracy theory, and I kind of dig that. There's a yeah. nice there's a nice craft to that one. Is this one a similarly well crafted conspiracy um, theory? I saw like exactly the logic in it. Do you remember comedian Bill Hicks? Yeah, 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 yeah. Do you know uh, conservative right-wing radio host Alex Jones? Yes. Yes. Okay. Did you know they're the same person? Oh, yeah. wonderful. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. They are right. Okay. Essentially, Bill Hicks. We all thought he died in nineteen ninety. We did. Right. Sad, That's what they told day. us. But in nineteen ninety-six, who appeared on the national stage? But Alex Jones. So two years later, two years, another See. angry man with a kind of similar haircut <laughs> appeared with incredibly oppositional views to Bill Hicks. That's yeah, that makes that makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. Like if you see a picture, it is. I do legitimately think Alex Jones could actually be an older Bill Hicks. He's yeah. had two years to refine his game. Bill um, Alex Jones became famous for arguing. But do you remember the Branch Davidian siege in like the nineties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When like this guy, there was like a cult. Like the he was collecting guns, so like the federal U.S. federal government came in. Alex Jones argued in favour of the Davidians. He he kind of said it was the federal government crushing the rights of like individuals. So essentially, what we're saying is that Bill Hicks was kidnapped by the Branch Davidians. And reprogrammed and into Alex Jones. Love it. Yes. Yeah. That's our conspiracy theory of the week. I'm, I'm totally on board with that. I always thought that after Bill Hicks died, his spirit was broken up into well, over a thousand different fragments and hidden on the computers of the world. So all of those files on your computer that you can't delete that just take up space are fragments of Bill Hicks's personality. And he's just waiting for the day when he can be reborn out of cyberspace into a robot body. And comparatively, the idea that he's Alex Jones is far more believable. Yeah, so there you go. So yeah, it, it must, must be true. Be true. Yeah, I think so that's a good go. place to end the show. Yeah. There we uh, go. So what we have learned this week on our errand of mercy, we have, we have taught you not to believe adverts that say you can marry um, the famous actors. Yeah. We've learned to just accept the love of your barista. Yeah. Not just, to spit all over people you, you who you consider your heroes. Avoid men who are pissing on buses. Yep. And if you don't have kids, don't have too many toys. Otherwise, your your psyche will be decimated by 12-year-old children. Yeah, that's, that's another thing we learned. That's another merciful thing we've got out there. Yep. And also, you know, we've told you to watch out for terrible music, but yep. also read deeply into it. So yep. 
And also we've told you that to watch out for Alex Jones because he is Bill Hicks. Reprogrammed as a right-wing nut job. That so, was our errand of mercy, episode one of. And we, we will be back either next week or the week after, after we've worked out our recording schedule. Yeah, our, our schedule's a bit kind of off at the moment, which yeah. essentially, if you listen... I mean, I don't think we said what the date was on our like pilot podcast. Yeah. It was a, our, it was about a month ago, wasn't it? Our, our pilot of mercy, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was quite a while ago, so we're still working out the bugs. And um, I hopefully we'll soon have, like... I'm, probably going to make a facebook page yeah. and like uh, an email account or something so you can we're going to sort out hosting yeah. yeah that's that's all gonna come in time also we need to really sort out having some kind of a snappy sign-off because we still haven't quite worked that out hey stop listening to terrible music yeah stop listening to terrible music Aaron of mercy that. says stop it guys why don't you just listen to some good music like this which is simple minds simple post-gay. minds is good post gay post gay stay post gay people post gay you turned me Love burns down. What you gonna do when the flame?